Tonight we're going to talk about the full moon. We'll also talk about this being one of the most auspicious moons of the year as far as full moons go, or one of the luckiest full moons of the year. We're going to talk about Leo energy. This moon is in the sign of Leo. And then we'll also touch base on the Vedic astrology of this moon. I'm going to teach you a breathwork practice tonight, a pranayama practice known as lion's breath, just to help align with the energy that's going on right now. And then we will do a tarot reading. I have the cards pulled for this full moon portal and for the next two weeks playing out. So we'll go over that as well. Namaste and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine. And I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Looks like it's going to take just a minute. It's telling me to hang on. It's letting everybody know that we are live. I'm going to pull up my notes for tonight's circle give people a wave that are joining right now and we'll give it just maybe a moment just a minute or two while everybody is signing on i do know that this moon circle i did change this last minute this was originally supposed to be on sunday evening on the fifth instead we're doing this on saturday evening the fourth so i know that we might be a little different in attendance because of that if people didn't get that notification. And then also I'm a little bit later tonight. It's 8.30 central time right now here in Southeast Iowa. I just wanted to do things a little bit later tonight so that I could enjoy a night out with my husband and have a nice dinner and, you know, just have a little bit of time with my family before I uh, jumped onto the circle because we've had a very, very busy um, week this week. And so I just haven't had a lot of time away from work. So it's nice to take a little bit of time before um, the circle tonight. And then also tomorrow, by moving the circle tonight, I have my entire day 
off tomorrow, which I have not had a day off in a while, so I desperately needed that, and I'm gonna take advantage of that. By the way, if you're watching the video, it's gonna be a little bit shaky. I am coming to you from my bedroom with my curtain all messed up here. <laughs> See, I don't pay attention to these things. It's a very fiery moon, right? We're like, ah, who cares? Sloppy curtain, who cares? I'm actually coming to you from my bedroom. I'm actually on my bed right now on my faux fur blanket um, in the spirit of Leo energy. And uh, yeah, so it's just a little bit easier for me to transmit here instead of my home office tonight because the wall of my home office is actually connected to my son's bedroom. And he's home tonight. Normally he's gone um, on the nights of my moon circles, but he's home tonight. And I don't wanna be disrupting him or having him hear me and disrupting the circle. And he might still bang on the door here, who knows, but we're trying to keep it as sacred <laughs> and peaceful from my home as possible tonight on a Saturday night with everybody home. So welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> welcome to our moon circle. And welcome if you are just tuning in to me for the first time. So I'm horrible about introducing myself, so I'm going to do that right now. My name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess. I'm an intuitive. I'm a channeler of the divine, and I'm an emotional alchemist. I host these moon circles every new moon and full moon that I can. I've been doing this for a little over four years now, close to five years it seems like. And I always do these online. I do them in the ether. I've done them on Facebook. I've done them on Zoom. At the current moment, we're doing them on Instagram. But my replays are also available on other channels. So I always put up a replay of the Moon Circle on my YouTube channel, Mother Moon Yoga. And I also have a replay of this uh, circle up on my website at vinalene.com. So you can always go there and watch the replays or if you like podcasts or if you prefer audio, you can look up the Follow Your Path podcast or if you look up Vina Lene, you'll probably find it a little bit easier. And I have all of my Moon Circle replays on there as well. So lots of places for you to join in through the ether to learn about the moon with me. I like to share a little bit of information about the moon, about what's going on in astronomy and astrology. I like to share both Western and Vedic astrology as well. I also like to always have some sort of, you know, practical magic or spiritual practice that you can do. And then we usually take time to just discuss and chat and, you know, comment on the energy or answer any questions. So if this is your first time tuning in, I welcome you. And of course, I welcome you no matter how many times you're tuning in with me tonight. I am curious to know because we are a, or I already know the answer with a few of you here, but I'm curious to know how many of you have Leo in your big three. Are you a Leo sun, moon, or rising? Or do you have any sort of Leo energy dominating your chart in any way? I am a Leo rising myself, so I do really feel the energy of this moon. I've really been vibing with this moon probably for about three or four days now. But if anybody else has Leo in their chart, really dominating their energy, feel free to put that in the comments. And anybody, no matter what's in your chart, feel free to put in the comments how this moon is treating you tonight. How are you feeling? How is the energy playing out for you? Do you feel the fire of this moon? Are you feeling something different? Are you feeling the prana, the heightened energy? feel free to share it in the comments. You know, part of the reason that I do these circles is I want us all to actually circle up and be community and take advantage of 
sharing with one another. So if anything comes up for you, feel free to put it in the comments, but also just let me know. Let me know if the Leos are on here tonight with me. What else? I think that's it. As far as tonight, tonight we're going to talk about the full moon. We'll also talk about this being one of the most auspicious moons of the year as far as full moons go, or one of the luckiest full moons of the year. We're going to talk about Leo energy. This moon is in the sign of Leo. And then we'll also touch base on the Vedic astrology of this moon. I'm going to teach you a breathwork practice tonight, a pranayama practice known as lion's breath, just to help align with the energy that's going on right now. And then we will do a tarot reading. I have the cards pulled for this full moon portal and for the next two weeks playing out. So we'll go over that as well. So before we get going officially and talk more, I do want to bring in the five elements. So I'm going to take a little drink here of my tea and we'll start to do that. Diane said she was compelled to walk around the park last night and take in the moon. She's a Leo and didn't know it was a Leo moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the moon's beautiful right now. It's a little foggy here tonight. Um, and Diane, I know you're here in the same area, um, but still really pretty. The, the light's really pretty. So yeah, you're vibing with the energy too. I felt the need to kind of stay up late last night. I was definitely restless in my sleep. Um, you know, even if you don't have Leo dominating your energy, you're going to feel that fire and that restlessness with the heightened prana. There's just a lot of prana going on right now. And uh, yeah, if you're a Leo or if you have Leo energy working with you, you're probably going to feel this moon even more <laughs> in one way or another. Okay. So let's start by bringing in the five elements. And I always start by saying, if you do not have these elements perfectly okay, you're going to receive the energy of these through the ether, through this transmission. Even if you're tuning into the replay, you're going to feel the energy there. But I like to bring in the five elements because it helps to connect us to our earthly energy, to this earthly human experience. You know, this moon that we're tuning into or attuning to is only relative to our planet Earth. And so while we're tuning into that magic from the cosmos, why not also tune into the magic here on earth? So speaking of that, we do start with our earth element and I always bring in some form of crystal or gemstone. I have quite a few tonight to suggest you work with. Um, if you do have these elements, great, by the way, you could always bring them in right now or you can bring them into your own ceremony or just have them with you during this full moon portal. At first, I'm bringing you the energy of carnelian. I'm going to bring it up close here. So carnelian has this beautiful like red, orange, cream color, but it can have also dark reds. You can see how the two sides of this stone, my ring light's reflecting, but you can see how the two sides are very different from one another. And then here's just a smaller version of carnelian that's a little bit different. So you can kind of compare the two. They both are very kind of swirly. Those look very similar there. And they have these creams and reds and oranges. So carnelian helps you to connect to the energy of your 
heart. It's a red stone. So it's also gonna connect you to your root chakra, help you to ground in a little bit because we have so much prana with this full moon and the fire combined with it that we need to find ways to ground our energy right now. Carnelian's also going to work with your energy. So it's gonna help to get you energized fired up, help to get your blood flowing, your circulation going, help to get your energy flowing to move forward, to do things, to be bold, to embrace that lion-hearted energy. Carnelian is a great stone to work with if you need to embrace those feelings right now. I also have the energy of garnet. I do believe we brought this into our last moon circle. And when you think of garnet, you think it would be like this garnet red color, but it's actually more of this brown, almost maroon color. This one's got a little bit more of the reds in it that you can see there. Maybe if I bring it back from the light, you can see more. But this garnet is the birth gemstone or one of the birth gemstones of Aquarius. And although we are in a Leo full moon, we are still in the Aquarius sun season. So, you know, if you still want to be balancing out all of that energy along with um, the full moon with the energy of Aquarius, I would suggest working with Garnet. Now, Garnet also works with the energy of your heart. It helps to open up your air element. So again, if you need to kind of fan your flames or stoke your fire right now, Garnet can help with that. It also just helps you to balance your energy at heart center, making you live out of your heart, helping you to be inspired to move forward out of your heart, helping you to live out of your heart's desires. It's a very heart-connected stone, so that's another great one to work with right now. Now, the other two stones I'm actually wearing, I have citrine around my neck. So I'm just going to bring it close. You can see those different colors. There's some golden healer quartz in there as well. I would suggest working with either one of those right now. Citrine is going to connect you to your solar plexus chakra, which is really dominant with the energy of the sun coming in right now. Leo is ruled by the sun. And when we're in a full moon, we're reflecting the light of the sun onto earth. So we have a lot of solar energy. So you might want to connect to that through citrine. If you need to balance your third energy center, your solar plexus, if you need to open that up a little bit, another great reason to use citrine. Citrine also fuels your joy factor. It makes you want to feel positive and happy and joyful and abundant. All of those good energies of Mani Pura. Now also the Golden Healer Quartz on here, just like it sounds, Golden Healer Quartz helps provide deep healing on all levels, all aspects. So does Turquoise, the other stone around my neck right now. So we want to focus on healing right now for a couple of reasons. Number one, this moon is in Ashlesha Nakshatra on the eastern side of the world. So in Vedic uh, astrology, this moon is in the snake star, which represents healing. And we'll talk more about this in a moment. So that's number one reason we have on the Vedic side of things, the moon in the star of healing, okay? On the western side of the world, we are dealing with the first lunar cycle of the year. This is the midway point of that Aquarius lunar cycle. This is the point where you check halfway in and you say, 
How am I feeling? Is there anything I'm continuing to bring into this new lunar year? Am I feeling off? Am I feeling like I need to heal myself in any way? Maybe it's the healing of an energetic imbalance. Maybe it's the healing of some sort of emotional thing. Maybe it's a healing of an actual physical thing in your body. But whatever it is, it is something to be focused on right now. Now, in addition to these stones, I also have, speaking of healing, I have pine sage. And Lisa, dear sister that's on here, she actually gave this to me. And pine sage or um, pine smudge is deeply healing as well. It's deeply medicinal. You know, pine needles are deeply medicinal and we can use them for a lot of healing, um, a lot of hormonal balance. There's a lot of great things with the energy of pine, but also when you burn dried pine needles, there's a smoke that's created that helps to really cleanse and purify and heal on a deeper level brings in the energy of healing and helps to get rid of anything that's going to fight that end game, right? That intention. So I just realized my window is not cracked because I'm here in my bedroom. Normally my office window is like always cracked. I'm always like letting in fresh air. But I'm going to open this window real quick. Give me a moment. It's going to bring in a little bit of traffic noise, but we'll be okay. I'm going to get shaky here because if you didn't get the memo, I'm on my bed in my bedroom because <laughs> we're at home. All right. So I am going to light up this pine smudge. And that's the thing, you know, anytime that you're smudging, you always want to have someplace for the smoke to leave. You want to have a window open or a door open. You know, when I smudge my house, which I'm probably going to do tomorrow, I'm going to do some real deep cleaning with this first full moon of the lunar cycle. Um, I'm probably going to open the doors. I'm going to open the windows. I'm going to really air out and reset the energy. So I'm just combining this with the element of fire. We're now bringing in that second element. And when we do this, we will start to see the third element of air or wind or smoke. It's starting to happen now. I want to really catch this on fire tonight. You know, we're in a fiery Leo moon. We've got a lot of solar energy coming in, lots of fire energy. I want to make sure that we are lit up here with our sage bundle. Of course, we are in my bedroom, which I keep very sacred and cleansed. So <laughs> no wonder it doesn't want to light. But we are going to take a moment with this. So I'm just going to go in a counterclockwise direction around myself to release energy. Same with you, counterclockwise direction. All of the tech that we're using to communicate with. And then just kind of let that smoke go within the air. I always like to watch where the smoke travels to kind of see where it goes. Now I was just out in public, Joel. Uh, my husband and I, we did go out to eat. So I'm sure I took on a little bit of energy, although it's looking pretty good. This stuff is actually going right out to the window. So it's not even going to y'all. It's not really going to me. It's just, it's literally headed out, sucking out to my window. And my window's kind of farther away. So there you go. Wow. And it's been like this, right? For those of you that have been tuning into the moon circles, I think the last three circles, we've had some pretty quick smudging happening. It just doesn't want to light and it doesn't want to cleanse because it's like... Y'all are good. Y'all are good. 
move on. <laughs> so we are purified. We are good. So let's talk about water energy next, the fourth element. Now, first off, this is a great moon to charge your moon water under. It's so funny. My kid, he's a cancer moon. He's a cancer moon child. He's an indigo child. He's very intuitive. And he came up to me yesterday, and we have a like big Berkey filter um, that you can always go get water from so he can get his own cups of water. No big deal. He does that all the time. But he said, Mama, I want moon water. And I was like, oh, we don't have any of that right now because the moon is going to be here tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, we, it's, we need to make the moon water. It's time. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> so it is a great time to make moon water. You can set out a receptacle of water, preferably glass, um, out underneath the moonlight tonight. Make sure it's sealed up so it doesn't get contaminated. If you don't want to put it outside or you're worried about it, raining or something getting taken or damaged you can keep it inside but where the light of the moon comes in so maybe in a window with the curtains open where that moonlight can come in the water can absorb that lunar energy and then what if it's cloudy because tonight here it's a little cloudy a little hazy maybe it's raining whatever it may be maybe it's snowing no big deal you're still going to receive the energy of the moon it's still on us it's impacting us in some way and so if you set your water out where it is, you know, being absorbed by the sky, by the cosmos, then you're going to be fine. You're going to receive that lunar energy. So feel free to charge up some moon water tonight. I'm drinking green tea. I'm bringing that into our circle tonight. And I suggest that you maybe look into drinking some green tea or drinking a lot of water or doing some sort of juice detox or cleanse. This is a really good time to do it because of that Ashlesha Nakshatra energy of the moon. Again, coming back to the star of, of healing, this snake star representing our energy being aligned and balanced. This is a really good time to detox and cleanse. Just like it's a good time to detox and declutter your house and get things out of the way, get ready for this lunar year. This is also the time to do it with your body, right? Get all that stuff out of the body that might be blocking your chakras, blocking your flow, blocking your energy so that you feel good and you really want to move forward into this year with feeling good, with feeling joyful inside and out. So I'm going to enjoy a little sip of tea here. By the way, hot tea is really nice to nourish your throat chakra. And our throat chakras are really being worked right now underneath this Leo moon as well. On the western side of the world, Leo energy is all about roaring and expressing yourself and opening up. And so when we do that, finding our voice, we have to work with our throat chakra. On the eastern side of the world in Vedic astrology, when we're focusing on deep medicinal healing, self-healing, healing resides in the center of the fifth energy center, the throat chakra. This is where the thymus is. The thymus is responsible for a lot of our balances in our body and our wellness in our body. So no matter where you're looking at things on uh, the globe, we are focused on the throat chakra right now. So maybe enjoy some hot teas during this lunar portal or some nice good nourishing broths or maybe you're gargling with salt water. Maybe you're coating your throat with like honey, you know, you're, you're taking in those good like juicy 
nourishing coating substances, elderberry syrup, um, hot lemon water. I'm thinking about other things that you can do to support the throat. All those would be really good and they would bring in that water energy. Now I'm also a fan of essential oils. I have a couple here in front of me tonight. The one that I don't have in front of me because I couldn't find it is lime. Now of course you don't have to use lime essential oil. You could do lime juice or lemon juice and I do have lemon here as well. You know lime is the oil of the zest of life emotionally. So it is a great oil to help us to get excited, to help get fired up, to kind of liven up our vitality. I mean, think about um, margaritas, you know, and you know, you're having a party if you're having a margarita, right? And that's that lime. So lime is a good one right now to use. You can smell it. You could enjoy some sort of like lime water, um, you know, however you want to enjoy the lime. And then same thing with lemon, you know, maybe you're making a hot lemon water with a couple of drops of lemon essential oil. Maybe you're using lemon oil to naturally clean your spaces this weekend, you know, underneath this lunar energy. Again, it's a good time to clean, to cleanse, to purify, to detox, you know, whatever you need to do. But a really easy way to clean, make a natural cleaning solution is with vinegar and water and good old lemon oil. Um, so you might wanna use it in that way tonight as well. Lemon is an energizing oil. It is also the oil of focus. It heightens our senses, it brings our awareness back to self, and it sparks sensations of joy. All energies we, re we need right now with this Leo moon coming into play. Finally, I suggest working with lavender, very simple attainable oil. A lot of people work with lavender, even if they don't know anything about essential oils. It's very gentle. It doesn't need to be diluted. By the way, speaking of lemon, you would want to make sure that you're diluting that, but it's also UV reactive. So if you're in, hopefully not, but if you're in the tanning beds right now, okay, don't put lemon on yourself before you go in the tanning beds. Um, also, if you're going to be exposed to the sun, if it's a sunny day tomorrow, you know, you want to give yourself about 12 hours of time before you use lemon oil topically on yourself, diluted, and before you expose yourself to the sun because it's photoreactive, it's photosensitive, it will um, cause a chemical burn on you. So we want to be careful. You know, this Leo energy, this Leo moon, it's ruled by the sun. So we do have more solar energy beaming down right now. Okay, back to lavender. Lavender is really good for your throat chakra. It encourages the sensation of honesty and integrity. It is the oil of honesty. So if you are looking to open up your voice and roar in a truthful way, I would suggest smelling a little lavender before. It's gonna calm you down as well, kind of calm any anxieties if you need to get bold and really use your voice. Also, if you're struggling with your throat chakra, being honest, if you need to express your needs, if you need to be honest, be truthful, if you need to get real with yourself, you know, all of that can be assisted with the use of lavender. So those are the water elements that I would suggest you work with underneath this full moon. And finally, we have the fifth element. We're using it right now. It's the ether. It's the internet, the digital space, the space where we communicate the most of these days. And the reason that I like to attune into the ether for my moon circles is they never, the, the energy never expires. So it doesn't matter if you are 
tuning into this circle tonight, tomorrow, a week from now, two weeks from now, a year from now, the energy is going to continue to grow and enhance. And also this ether element actually moves beyond digital um, sorry, physical space and time. My son is like outside the door. <laughs> He's just, I can't think. Um, it moves beyond physical space and time. So, you know, even though you're wherever you are and I'm here in my home, when I bring these elements in, right, these crystals, this smudging smoke, these essential oils, you know, whatever else we're going to do tonight, the energy is received. It's like you can feel it as if you were holding these crystals in your hand. So let's do a little ASMR. So here's the carnelian. Right? Here's the garnet. Receive that energy. And then here's the two of them together. Drop one. <laughs> Do you feel the energetic difference? So that's just an example of how we work through the ether to receive the energy as if it's live. It's a really cool space. And I just feel like I reach more people this way. And although we don't have a lot of people that tune in live, we have a lot of people that tune into the replays all over. The podcast, the YouTube, my website. So it is a space where I feel like I can reach the most people. And that's my goal when I'm trying to teach and educate and you know share information. I want to reach the maximum amount of people possible. So here we are in the ether sharing all of these elements and enjoying our moon circle. With that, I am going to invite in the guides and guardians of the five directions. And we did invite in these guides and guardians back in our um, Aquarius virtual new moon circle and we never released them. So they're, they're still here, but there might be other guides and guardians that need to come in tonight as well. So we're going to start with a little prayer. I'm going to take a deep breath. I want to start by inviting in the guides and guardians of the east with the element of air, deep breaths, fresh air, breathing that in after purifying with the smudging smoke, also being grateful for that wind and smoke for helping us to feel cleaner, more pure with our energy. We know that we are on the dawn of a new year and a new lunar cycle and lots of new beginnings. And air represents that rising of the next sun. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the east with their element of air for being in our circle tonight, asking that the air serves us wherever is best. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with their element of fire. We are in a fiery full moon ruled by fiery Leo, reflecting the energy of the fiery sun. We're really feeling that energy of transformation. We're feeling the fiery drive to change. We're feeling the fires of our heart's desire start to burn, motivating us to move forward towards our dreams. And we embrace the fires of purification that burn away what no longer serves, both physically and energetically. 
we also invite in the fires of our digestion and of our third energy center, Manapura, solar plexus, really dominating the energy of this lunar portal right now. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire for being in our circle tonight. We're also inviting in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water. Water helps us to cleanse. Water helps us to see clearly. And water helps us to slow down and honor the present. Not always floating down that river of time. Not always getting caught in the currents behind, but staying right in the middle of the flow. Letting ourselves stand in the stream strongly. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. And finally, the guides and guardians of the North with their element of Earth all of the earthly elements, this moon related to our earth. Thinking about our ancestors as well. We thank the guides and guardians of the north with their element of earth for being in our circle tonight. And then we also invite in the guides and guardians of the ether, the fifth element, what's beyond our planetary realm, the angels, the deities, the archangels, cosmic beings, cosmic races, source energy, source consciousness, whatever else and whoever else needs to be here tonight in our circle, we now invite them in. And we thank the guides and guardians of the fifth element of ether for being in our circle tonight. With that, our circle is officially, officially open. Let's talk a little bit more about the full moon. Heightened prana energy, right? Can you hear my fiery Aries child on the other side of the door? <laughs> I don't know if you can or not. I can. He'll burn out though. He'll get tired. He'll go do something else. <clears throat> so we're in a full moon. What does that mean? Well, number one, when we're in a full moon, we are on the opposite side of the sun. So if my earthly human head is the earth. On one side, we have the sun. On the other side, we have the moon. The moon is reflecting the light of the sun onto the earth. That's why we see the moon outside. And that's why we feel more amplified. Whether you realize it or not, you operate with the sun. Your circadian rhythm operates with the sun. Your metabolism, your mitochondria, the way that you handle cell death, it all operates with different light rays of the sun, blue light, green light, red light, you know, we're starting to learn about these different light waves and what they do, but whether we can see the sun or not, you know, we still feel that energy underneath a full moon. So that's what we're seeing. When we look outside, we see the moon, we're seeing the sun's energy reflected down on us. Now, the lunar cycle lasts about every 29 and a half-ish days. So right now, we are halfway through our lunar cycle. It's anywhere from day 14 to 16. It's a check-in point. You know, we become more illuminated in the nighttime to become more aware of what's going on in the darkness, in the shadows, in the places that maybe we weren't thinking about before or paying attention to before. 
When we come to the full moon, we have light shine down upon us and say, hey, take a look at this. Pay attention to this. Shining light on our feelings. Shining light on imbalances. Shining light on choices that we need to make. You know, the other thing about this fire energy of the full moon, of the sun reflecting upon us, is an energy to burn away what doesn't serve. You know, we want to check in halfway through this lunar cycle and get rid of whatever we don't want to continue to carry on. We want to make sure that we're moving forward towards our heart's desires, towards our dreams, towards the person that we're wanting to become. And sometimes we have to let go of things along the way in order to get there. So the full moon comes in right now and says, hey, I'm giving you a little bit of extra fire, a little bit of extra energy and prana to get things done, to take action, to make shifts and change, and then to use that fire to get fired up to continue to be the person you want to become, to achieve the dreams that you've intended to achieve. So that's full moon in general. Now also, whenever we're in the energy of the full moon, the solar energy is pulling us up to the moon and we're actually a little bit lighter on Earth. Gravity is just slightly less on Earth's side. And we are going to feel that in our body. We are going to feel less grounded. We're going to feel a little shaky. Our balance might physically be off. It might be our emotional balance. It might be off there. Maybe our mind is overwhelmed. So we're pulled up into heightened prana instead of feeling right in the middle between that prana and apana energy. There's a lot that can happen underneath a full moon to make us feel a a little bit off but gravity physically impacts our body because we're made of about 80% water so we're gonna feel that energetic or gravitational shift whenever we move from new moon to full moon and back to new moon again we feel different underneath the full moon than we do underneath a new moon so heightened prana or the energy of the inhale is in the upper chakras and mostly in the head and the mind. So you might feel an overactive mind, an overthinking mind right now, an, an irrational mind. You know, a lot of times people injure themselves during a full moon because they're not mindful or grounded or paying attention or making logical choices. So be mindful during this moon because that prana is going to want to take over your energy. Now, Full moons aside, just typically what's going on with the full moon, we also have to take into consideration whatever zodiac sign the moon is in. Now, because the moon is opposite the sun right now, and the sun is in the season of Aquarius, we're going to be in the season opposite of that on the zodiac wheel for our full moon, which is Leo. So Leo energy is opposite Aquarius on the zodiac wheel, and Leo is the sign of the cosmic lion. It's also a fire sign. So here's where that fire comes into play. Not only do we have the fiery energy of the sun reflected down to us right now, like any full moon, we have extra fire with Leo energy because it's a fire sign or a fire element and it's ruled by the sun. Leo is ruled by the sun. So it's almost like we have double solar energy coming in right now or enhanced solar light codes because we have both the sun and the moon dumping solar energy on us. 
It's very yang. It's very take action and do things and get things done and be fired up. I mean, I'm definitely in a more heightened vibrational energy tonight than I am in other moons. Last night, I led a yoga rave for three hours. Very heightened energy with this full moon. So take into consideration that energy and how it may be impacting you. Well, if we already have fire, then we add more fire to it. It's only going to get more, more fiery. <laughs> Is that how I say that? You're going to get fired up, right? Now, fire shows up in a lot of different ways. It can be fire like excitement and spontaneity and getting fired up with lots of joy. It can also mean fire as in frustration. It can mean fire as in anger. It can be fire as in trigger warning, right? There's a lot of different ways that we express fire and we move fire through our body. Fire is not a very comfortable energy to work with. It's a hard energy to contain, right? But if we can learn how to work with the energy, we can help it benefit us instead of causing destruction. So thinking about Maybe having a fire ceremony underneath this full moon, right? Maybe you're able to build a fire safely with safe fire practices outside, or you even have a place that you can burn, like a little burning bowl, or you've got a place where you can burn a candle in a bowl and it's safe. You know, write down a list of all the things that you're ready to let go of, or all the things, the versions of yourself that you no longer want to identify with. Um, think about all the things you're no longer going to let stand in your way of joy. Write that stuff down and physically burn it in that fire. Really let it go. I have a really good friend. Her name is Heather. She's down in Florida. She hosts Full Moon Circle. She's going to be doing one tomorrow on the beach. And she always does fire, fire ceremony for the most part. She always does fire ceremony with her moon circles. Because, you know, burning away things really helps us to see did you guys just see that go by? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Um, let me know if you did. But anytime we burn things, you know, it's not going to be as it was before. We see that physical transformation. So even if it's a piece of paper, we're writing things down. We're taking them out of our mind or out of our energy. We're putting them into the word, material, physical paper that we can read. And then we burn that away and it's gone. It's ash we can't see it again. And so it represents that like actual final letting go. So that's one way that you could work with the energy right now. Maybe you're feeling very fired up and excited. You wanna channel that fire energy through taking action. Sometimes we rest on full moons, sometimes we move, you know? there's It's a good to, to balance out some sort of energy for rest and time alone and time for silence, time for meditation, time with yourself, right? But you might also feel more driven to do things with this moon. So I'm a Leo rising, right? I led a yoga rave last night. Also with a good friend of mine, we've officially announced it today, so I'm, I can announce it now online. I am getting together with a good dear sister of mine locally, and we are putting on a women's empowerment expo in our local community here coming up in May, and we are hoping that it is a huge, huge event because we are very fired up and passionate about supporting women 
having women come together and collaborate with one another, support one another, have community with one another, instead of cattiness and competition. And for some reason, whatever it is that we've been raised to be that way, or at least my generations and older, we are breaking that stigma. We are breaking that pattern and we are bringing women together because we are so fired up. And today we were just so excited texting back and forth, talking about how fired up we were for this event. And that's an example of that energy getting channeled through to a cause that's going to raise vibrations. It's going to raise the greater good. That's going to help me achieve one of my dreams, but it's also going to just bring in a lot of exciting energy. Another way that you can embrace fire energy right now is to simply be spontaneous. Be open to possibilities. Be very open to whatever happens, happens. Or have one of your super fiery, fun, adventurous friends plan a spontaneous adventure for you. But especially if you lack fire, hello water elements, I see you if you're here. <laughs> if you're water, you really struggle. Sometimes earth as well. You water in earth placements, you really struggle to move sometimes, to get things going. You get down in your emotions. You get stuck in your funks. And so you need fire right now, maybe. If you're one of those people, you need a fiery person to come into your life and say, come on, we're going dancing tonight. Come on, we're having whiskey tonight. Come on, we're going to go out and howl at the moon tonight and throw some hatchets or whatever it is. But get into that you know, spontaneity because that's a really good way to embrace fire in a healthy way. Fire can also come through with anger, with being triggered, with some lower frequency feelings. But guess what? Sometimes you need to get that out. Maybe you need to go scream. Maybe you need to actually physically voice and express what's frustrating you. Whether you're saying it out loud to yourself or to somebody that holds space for you or to somebody that you need to communicate that to, right? I have felt very fired up this week to just open my mouth and communicate how I feel to people, especially my husband, bless him. But like, I'm just kind of in this like setting standards moment of like, I'm not taking any bull anymore. I'm setting standards. I'm fired up for no longer getting triggered or no longer feeling angry about things. I don't want to feel angry. I actually, I did a big thing. I'll just, yeah, you know, we're in space. I'll talk about it. I'm talking about it on my podcast. Some of you have been tuning into my podcast. I've been sharing my India story and then I've taken a little pause. Part of the reason is I got kind of stuck on the journey of sharing the story because I realized ultimately I could voice this in all the different soundboards I could. My podcast, my blog, my social media, people person to person. But until I voiced it to the person that I needed to talk to, the person responsible for my pilgrimage, the person that I was like mad at in the first place, it wasn't going to help or heal anything. So this week I finally wrote the person that was responsible for my pilgrimage that didn't go on it and we had just like a challenging time to say the least, I finally voiced out all of the anger and the frustration and the resentment and the it's not effing okay and it's still not okay five years later and I'm traumatized and I'm triggered and so are other people and so I speak on behalf of all. Like I did that this week. And 
she received it really well. And she was like, I received this. Thank you. I'm going to take time and space with it to process before I respond. I want to respond deeper and with love. And I responded back and I was like, whoo, oh, after five years, I finally said what I wanted to say to this person. And she received it with love because it was with love. Like I did want her to always like have successful pilgrimages in the future. I sure as hell don't want anybody to suffer and go through what we went through. So it does come out of loving intention in a roundabout way, but I did come at her with a little spice and, um, as, as nice as I tried to be, I was spicy. And so I responded when she responded and I said, I understand I came at you all of a suddenly, or sorry, all of a sudden, I understand that you're just wrapping up a trip in India and you're gonna need to decompress. Like, I am in no hurry to receive a response. I simply needed to release it. Thank you for holding space for it. And I feel like so much better. I don't even know if you can see it, but my energy has been lifted. Like there's just something that I have let go of that I have been holding on to for five years. And that's because I finally opened up my voice and expressed how I felt. Even though it was driven by anger and triggering, I still got it out and I felt better. So there are ways that we can communicate our frustrations and our anger and our it's not okay to people with a little bit of respect and love. We can still be spicy. We can still say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling a certain way. But we can also communicate both ways and hope that the end point is that we receive a positive result, right? Like we don't want to come at people with spice just to simply have fire and then have more anger and then have more conflict and frustration. I don't want to fight with this person. I don't want them to have conflict with me. I want to resolve it. Like I even said to this person, like I've been angry with you for five years and I honestly do not want to feel that way about you anymore. I do not want to feel anger towards anybody in my life, whether I know them or not. I really want to hold people with love and, and, and in my heart. So please help me resolve this so that I don't feel this way about you anymore. You know, it's okay to come at people like that. So that's another example of the fire that might be coming through with this moon. So, you know, embrace it in whatever energy comes to you because fire is a really interesting energy to work with. It can really create a lot of good. You know, think about wildfires that are controlled. You know, we use those to help replenish the land, reset the land. And a lot of times a dying land can come back to life after a fire. Honestly, I think that I have had some situations in my lower chakras, especially one and two, that things have been not dying, but not healthy. And I think part of it was this emotional thing that I was holding on to, this fire that was just burning inside, destroying me from the inside and I had to let it out. And now I'm feeling better. And now I feel like I can move forward and like bloom and like be in a different energy about everything. Think about the fire that gets out of control. Think about the wildfires, right? We experience in every year in the West here in California and Washington and Oregon and, and all of that. They get out of control and they cause a lot of damage and they cause a lot of harm and they cause a lot of pain and a lot of things that they can't come back from and they can't heal from, right? So we have to really think about our fire right now and how we're channeling it. 
how we're moving it. We certainly don't want any element to get imbalanced and overflowing inside, right? We want everything to feel balanced in our elements. So we have to let out the fire sometimes. We have to let it burn a little bit, but we can control it if we're mindful enough. And if we really have that intention that we want to. I think it's really easy as humans to just be fiery, to just wanna have conflict and wanna have that like, mm, like, I want to win and I want to dominate and I won that battle or I won that fight or whatever. And I'll be honest, me and my husband, that's one of our biggest struggles in our marriage. We're both very dominant people and we both like to win. We're very competitive. And it seems like when we get in arguments, it's like there has to be this like winning or whatever. At least that's how it's been in the past. And we're working on that and saying like we, we don't have to be that way. We can just be okay with one another as we are, you know. So that's another example. Okay, feel free to put anything in the comments if it's coming for you, any questions about Leo energy. The only other thing that I wanna mention about this fire is it is a fire in the heart. It is a fire of heart's desire. And if you've ever you know, met a Leo or if you've watched The Wizard of Oz with the, with the lion, you know, everything comes out of the heart. Leos are very heart driven. So all of our intentions right now need to be heart driven, the fires that we do let out, the ways that we communicate, we should be expressing with the intention of gaining more love for others and ourselves. We also need to be going after our heart's desires. It is the first lunar cycle of the year. What is holding you back from your dreams right now? Light up those fires on your dreams of your heart and let them burn. Let that burn create the drive for you to go after it and you to finally create it. You know, Leo energy is known for being this alpha energy. I just realized that my husband, who is also a Cancer Moon, watched The Lion King with my Cancer Moon son, our Cancer Moon son. I just realized he watched that like two days ago with this Leo energy rising. That's hilarious. So we have this energy of royalty, right? This energy of wanting to rule our life, to be the alpha, to dominate our life, to like set those standards, to set boundaries, to be like, this is how I want things to be. And it's very heart driven because we want to feel balanced in our energy. We want to feel joyful. We want to feel love for our life. We don't want to feel stressed. So right now with this energy of the full moon, this heightened prana, gain the courage, the bravery like the lion to express yourself to receive more love in whatever way that means. Lisa, I'm super excited for this event as well. Yes. Okay, let's move over to the um, Eastern side of the world. Let's talk about Vedic astrology. And then we'll come back and do a little breathwork practice. Then we'll do our tarot and then we'll wrap things up. I always start by saying I'm not an expert in Vedic astrology. I started to learn about it when I went to India five years ago, mentioning that trip. I became astonished at how Vedic astrology seemed to align with Western astrology in different ways, even though it was different and interpreting the moon in different houses and different signs. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, it's just an interesting point of view. And I think the more point of views we can take in, about the current energy at hand, the better we understand it. So I talk about the moon 
from the tropical or Western zodiac point of view. I talk about the moon from the Vedic or Eastern astrological point of view. I pull cards because that's another way to receive the messages of the moon. You know, the list goes on and on. There could be other things. We could look into numerology. We could look into, um, we could, we could, we could do a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. We could go into a lot of magic, but the more energy we take into account, the deeper we understand what's going on. So on the eastern side of the world, this moon is in Ashlesha Nakshatra. Ashlesha Nakshatra. This is known as the Naga star or snake star or the coiling star. Um, I think I have in my notes a few more if I can find it. Let me find them real quick. Uh, yeah, Ashlesha means embrace, entwine, coil, or clinging. So all of these words can refer to the star, but mostly it refers to snake energy. And actually two snakes. It's referring to the Kundalini or the um, Ida and Pingala snakes or masculine and feminine energy represented by snakes that intertwine up our spine and through our chakras. Now, we've also seen this symbol in the Western world. Where have you seen two snakes intertwined around a rod or a staff? Medicine, right? So this is a star of healing. It is a medicinal star as well. So coming back to the snake, taking in the concept of the snake, thinking about a poisonous snake, okay? Well, certainly in many cases, if you are bit by a poisonous snake, you are probably not going to be in a very good situation with your health. However, what is the antidote or the medicine for a snake bite? It is the snake's venom. It is produced from the snake's poison. So the poison is the medicine. And that's the theme of this moon from the eastern side of the world. What do we mean by that? We mean that the triggering, challenging, fiery, spicy times are the medicine. I'm seeing a lot of hearts right now. Yeah. Yeah, y'all are feeling it and y'all are getting it. I'm going to share a story. I, I already had planned to share this to help you understand this more. I am, and I kind of had this epiphany today as I was thinking about this moon and thinking about this transmission tonight. You know, February is an interesting month for me. I always grew up with February being an interesting month as a child because my parents got married on Valentine's Day, okay? Now, what you may not know is my parents also divorced when I was two years old. And from that point on, my parents hated Valentine's Day <laughs> and never celebrated it and got very angry and cranky on that day. And also, God bless them, but my dad was a watery Scorpio and my mom was a watery Cancer, so they were just in that watery Pisces feel season in their feels like rising and woo. As a child, I had to experience that. So I wasn't a big fan of Valentine's Day, Hallmark holiday, ugh, stupid Valentine's Day, hated roses. Check out this tattoo I've been working on, roses. 
hated roses growing up, hated the smell of roses, hated the color red, hated hearts, hated anything Valentine's Day. And that was totally programming and conditioning from my parents, okay? Now, flash forward to when I'm 29 years old and I lose my father. In February, February 17th, I lose my father. Trigger warning, I lost my father to suicide. So February is an interesting month for me. I, my father's been gone for quite some time now. He's been gone for 11 years, which is crazy to think about. But every February, I take time to reflect on what I went through with losing my father. And when I first lost my father, deep trauma, panic attacks started setting in. So when my anxiety really started, before we even really knew what anxiety was, I was going through that. Um, deep depression and grief, which grief is one of the lowest emotions that you can feel, okay? It's next to hopelessness. It's a rough one. In that grief, I was also drinking. I wasn't taking care of my health. I was beating up my body by like running long distance, but not taking care of myself with it, not fueling my body properly or tending to self-care or resting and recovering. I was not in a good place from my father's death. I was very close to my father. We had a very strong relationship. He was one of my best, best friends, including being my parent. So when I lost him, it was hard. However, if I had never lost my father, I would have never walked into a yoga class. I would have never gone down a spiritual path of exploration of self-healing and emotional alchemy. I would have never found the path. I don't know if I want to say never, but it would have been a lot more unlikely that I would be on the path that I am today. My dad's death fueled me into spiritual curiosity. I, at the time of his death, was very agnostic, almost atheist, was having a very big struggle with my spirituality due to some um, indoctrination in the church growing up. So I was really struggling with my beliefs and my faith system. And when I lost my dad, that even went deeper into you know, not believing for a while, but then the deep desire to connect to my father's energy when I knew that he believed in that stuff and I knew that I kind of believed in that woo-woo stuff, that's what drove me to go deeper into understanding the worlds of the metaphysical and the worlds of self-healing because I didn't really want to go to a therapist. I didn't want to go on antidepressants. I didn't want to go to AA. There were a lot of things that I didn't want to do that I, you know, I felt like I just really wanted to take charge of it myself. So through my dad's loss, I started to find deep healing, deep spiritual path, deep spiritual curiosity. And out of that, I developed a whole lifestyle and now a business around it, right? I have found so much healing around the resentment I hold for my mother out of my father's death. My mother's still alive. We do not have a relationship. We haven't spoken in decades. But I find myself healing it because when my dad was alive, he was the parent that I could rely on. He was my parent. He was my only parent. He was the only one I had a relationship with. And when he died, 
I felt like I had been poisoned. I felt like I was dying. But then out of that, I started to meditate on my mom more. Think about her because she was still alive. Think about everything that she had gone through, everything that I had gone through, everything that my dad told me about her before he passed. And I started to really heal a lot of those parental wounds. And eventually I healed the grief of losing my father too, right? But I would never have such grace for my mother, who I still have conflict with. I would never have such grace for myself and the choices that I made deep in that grief. I wouldn't have any love for myself in those moments or love for my mother or any of that if I had not lost my father. I would not have more love and joy in my life if I had not gone through that deep suffering. Does that make sense? So that's what I'm getting at is that we go through these really challenging times. Sometimes it's our Saturn return, by the way, that all happened in my Saturn return, losing my dad. But sometimes it's just a deeply traumatic situation or a deeply challenging situation, or it might physically be like a poison or a dis-ease or a physical ailment in the body or a cancer. And when I say a cancer, I mean a cancer. I don't mean cancer, the big C. I mean a cancer because that's what cancer is. An infestation of negativity, right? A, a lowering of our frequencies below our heart below love. When we go through those times, eventually, hopefully, we will rise out of them. Eventually, hopefully, we will hit the rock bottom and come back out. But always, always, for all of you on here, feel free to put a little something in the comments if you agree. But if you go through these times, when you finally get on the other side of it, when you can finally look at it in a different light, you always find gratitude. You always find grace. You always see yourself as a better person, as somebody that is healed and grown and risen up out of that. It seems to always happen when we go through those times. So this moon, it's the first full moon of the year. In Eastern astrology, in Vedic astrology, this moon is the first full moon before Shivaratri. Shivaratri is the celebration of Lord Shiva in Hindu mythology and in Hinduism. And it celebrates also the um, Tandava or the dance of destruction that Shiva did. So this is the full moon just before that, just before that dance of destruction. This full moon is illuminating all of the things that we need to transform with fire that we need to move through with dance and joy and grace. So you might have things come up right now that were challenging in your past, or maybe you're just thinking about them or reminiscing them, or maybe a person's coming up from the past from that moment or whatever it is. Maybe there's some sort of reflection on the poisons that you've gone through or the snake bites that you've dealt with in life, those universal snake bites and, and karmic life lessons, right? It's time to dance around them with grace. It's time to love them. And it's time to move into the next lunar cycle, not letting them come with you in the same way. 
We're going to use that dance of destruction and the fire to get rid of letting that thing identify with us anymore. So this is where the healing comes in. I talked about healing at the beginning of our circle, this turquoise that's behind um, or around my neck. The healing of the pine that we burned. The deep healing, you know, with the stones. All of it represents the healing that you have inside. Okay? These snakes, these kundalini, they're inside of us. The energy is inside of us. We have the power to balance the energy, to coil and charm the snakes, right? It's always within us. And if you look out, speaking of cancer, if you, um, there's a documentary called Heal that's really good, but if you look into the world of cancers across the world, there have been studies with every single type of cancer where there has been some sort of anomaly of radical healing radical spontaneous healing on its own self-healing without any form of like medicinal treatment okay and it always comes down to the healing work that they do on the inside through the heart forgiveness self-love letting go of judgments letting go of things of the past no longer identifying with things that pull them down below their heart because when we move out of our heart and we balance out of our heart, everything else is balanced and we are well. The thymus in the throat chakra, the thymus is related to the heart as well. The thymus is the center of wellness, right? So when we tend to our hearts, our heart's desires, sending love to everyone, leading out of our hearts, leading out of love, and showing love to all those just shadowy things of our past, and shadowy people of our past we no longer have anything that's going to fester inside or be negative inside and come out in a negative destructive way like those wildfires so take this time to heal with this full moon portal and maybe it's not just over these next few days maybe it's through these next two weeks until we move into Pisces season Pisces season comes in on February 18th by the way but maybe you're taking this time, and February 20th is the new moon, but taking this time right now to think about what you need to heal. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's something of the past, maybe it's mental. You have the power to do it, and it's very auspicious to do it with this moon because let's come back to that solar energy, right? The solar energy of this moon is really shining down on us and saying, hey, take action. This is not a yin state to float around in. This is a yang state. It's time to move forward and do things differently. Shift your energy. Okay. So with that, feel free to put any questions or comments in there if you need to. Otherwise, we're going to do a practice known as lion's breath. And then we'll do our tarot reading. So I'm going to switch up my gesture here. And if you're new to breathwork practices, I always say that, you know, breathwork is very powerful. It's called pranayama for a reason. It is the lengthening or control of our life force energy, our prana. Prana is already heightened right now with this moon, especially with a fiery Leo moon. Okay. So you have a lot of prana already. When you start to work with that, it could make you feel different. 
if you feel dizzy, nauseous, hot, off in any way, racy in the heart, please discontinue the practice and just breathe normally, whatever feels comfortable for you. Otherwise, just join in with the breath. And with this particular breath, if you are pregnant, you can probably do maybe like three rounds, but I wouldn't do more than that. I would just keep it at maybe the three and then maybe practice it again another time with maybe three rounds at a time. So the first thing we do with lion's breath is we bring in our whole body as one mudra. Typically mudras are gestures of the hands, right? Some sort of gesture of the hands. But mudras can also be a gesture of the entire body, okay? So we start on the knees, if that's comfortable, but if it's not, of course not. Also, the hands are going to come down, maybe by your sides, just down by your sides. And if you can't turn your fingers around, that's okay. Most people can if they just bring them back, right? So somewhere by your sides. Maybe you can bring them out in front of you backwards, right? Maybe you can put them right on your thighs and that's the most intense. And you can see I've got pretty hypermobile elbows and I'm pretty flexible to do that, but you don't have to do it on the legs. You can always do it on the ground or around your legs. Now, the second part of this is the gesture of the tongue. We're going to inhale through the nose. As we exhale, we're going to stick out our tongue and look up to stretch that tongue. We're gonna to roll our eyes into the back of our head at the same time, and we're just gonna roar it out. We're gonna move everything through the throat chakra, okay? I gotta back off just a little bit here and adjust. So we are gonna do three rounds of it, and that's it, but after that third round, we're gonna take a moment just to notice how you feel, okay? So set up your mudra wherever you wanna place your hands, okay? And then whenever you're ready, deep breath in through the nose. Lion's breath out. Take a moment with it. We're really roaring and purring here, so I want you to make some noise. Let's do it again. Deep breath in. And out. You'll have different sounds come out. And some of that, by the way, is the anger, the frustration. When I do lion's breath, it sounds very demonic sometimes. And it sounds like something not of me. And sometimes I don't think it is. Okay? So this is a way for you to purify your throat chakra. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But we're going to purify the throat one more time when you're ready. Lion's breath. and then let it go. Shake out the wrists. That's opening your heart chakra. Can you feel right in those pulse points? That's opening that up. That's why we do the full body gesture. Also, when you move things through the throat, your throat chakra, your vishuddhi, your fifth energy center, is your purification center. It moves things both out of your mind and out into the world and out of your heart and out into the world. And let me tell you, if you've been holding things on your heart that are not of heart frequency, like jealousy, shame, anger, frustration, those things, resentment, 
those things are going to eventually come out as fiery, spicy words, and they're probably not going to be nice ones, right? They're probably not gonna help. So when we do lion's breath, we get aggressive. It's almost a little bit of sacred rage, right? We really fire up, we roar, we purr, we get that vocal cord vibration moving, and we get things unstuck. By the way, anahata, your heart chakra, anahata means unstuck and unhurt in Sanskrit. So when you're doing this movement through your mouth, when you're lion's breathing, right? Lion's breathing, you are working on getting things unstuck out of the heart that would cause hurt. We're getting rid of that. We're unhurting when we do this pranayama practice. Madeline said that was fun. It is fun. And we did this in class too. And let me tell you, some people always think, oh my God, this is weird. And it is weird. And that's okay. But sometimes we got to do weird things in our body to move energy or to clear our mind or to stop thinking about it in the same way. So these pranayama practices can be really useful for you to turn off, right? Healing comes in all forms and fashions. And these are ancient traditional techniques. Lion's breathing has been used for tens of thousands of years, if not longer, right? It is something that we know works to purify our throat and our heart and promote more flow here and promote more wellness, right? Wellness and happiness and joy all go hand in hand. Love and wellness go hand in hand, okay? So we're connecting those energies here with the breath. That window is making noise and I'm just going to let it go. All right, let's talk about our tarot reading. I got some really interesting cards this time around. And I I just want to share, by the way, if you're new to pulling cards, like there's no rhyme or reason. You can shuffle any which way. You can pull any which way. It's very intuitive in that way. Now, yeah, there are certain grids and, and um, certain ways that you can lay out the cards for certain intentions. But when you're just doing a three-card pull, Shuffle and pull. Do whatever feels right. For this fiery, messy Leo moon, I pretty much did one of these. And like a card popped out. And I was like, ooh, there's one. And then intuitively, it was like, ooh, now shuffle this way. So I shuffled this way spontaneously. And a card popped out. And I was like, ooh, there's another one. Right? So you can do readings in a lot of different ways. But despite all the shuffling and the random spontaneity of this reading, I want to show you all three cards at once. Because... <laughs> It's so interesting. Look at all that female energy. Look at it. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about the first card. So for the past card, I pulled the Empress. One of my faves. Symbolized by the number three and Venus. So this is a very Venus ruled card. And Venus has been heavily playing in to the energy of the cosmos over the past few months and really will continue throughout most of this year. So right now, Venus just moved into Pisces not too long ago, maybe about a week week or two ago. And um, we move into Pisces season soon. You know, the moon and Venus are both very closely related in the same signs right now. Their cycles are matching up right now. Venus energy is all about embracing your self-worth. 
Look at this empress. She's very casual on her throne. She's hanging out. She's underneath her fruitful apple tree. She's got her shield in hand. She's got her magic in the other hand, her perfume. She's protective of her energy, but she's also patient, okay? She's waiting for the apples to fall. She's not picking them before they are ready, okay? And she's just protecting her energy, and she's just casually waiting for the magic to happen along the way. And this is kind of where we are in our manifestation journey right now. You know, we just started the lunar cycle of Aquarius back on the 21st. We also have... Um, the new year, right? 2023. It's a new year. So somewhere between the beginning of the year and now, you have probably set some sort of intentions. You've planted some sort of seeds for this next year or this next lunar year. You have an idea of where you want to go from here or where you want to see yourself a year from now or in your future. So you've planted the seeds. The seeds are growing you're taking action, you're patiently waiting, you're, you're, you know, you're tending to your energy, you're setting your boundaries, you're doing your thing, and it's going to come. It's going to happen. The Empress tells us, stay in your practices, keep taking action, keep remaining faithful, stay positive, and everything is going to happen just the way you need it to. A lot of times when we pull the Empress, it represents fertility. It represents the actual like sign of a fertile womb or a fertile sacral chakra or the ability to manifest whatever we're trying to bring forth into this world. So be patient. The seeds have been planted. They are growing. I promise whatever you are working on will come to fruit and harvest if you continue to patiently wait and do the work that you need to do. All right, let's go on to our present card justice let justice be served so this is an interesting card to pull right now because we are in a very calm moment in the cosmos okay it's been a wild ride even at the beginning of january we still had three planets in retrograde we had mars mercury and uranus all in retrograde at the beginning of the year it wasn't the best time to be like taking action and moving forward also, we have wrapped up a karmic season, okay, an eclipse season. The Taurus-Scorpio eclipse season just ended this past fall, and over this next spring, as we move into Aries season, we are going to move into a new 18-month Aries-Libra eclipse series. So right now, we're in between it all. And guess what happens when you're in between the eclipse seasons, especially series like this? Karma. Karma starts to play out, okay? So everything that you have worked on in the past two years is starting to play out now. All of the karma from the decisions you made, the choices that you made, the crossroads you chose, all of that is coming around now. Now, also, this card is coming up with the full moon to say, hey, it's time to find more balance. This card is ruled by Libra. It's telling you to find fairness 
in your own life, in your own energetic chain exchanges, and make sure that you're setting boundaries around the ones that aren't bringing that balance, that aren't bringing peace. You know, look at her. She's got a sword in hand with the scales. That's because she is cutting ties and setting boundaries in order to find more peace, in order to maintain more peace. So again, we are in the energy of a full moon. A full moon brings in solar fire energy for release and transformation. Justice comes in right now and says, hey, slow down, take a good look at everything, and make sure that you are finding more balance on the other side of this lunar cycle, that you take these next two weeks to set the boundaries and cut the ties that you need to to feel like you're living more out of your heart. Finally, we have judgment. And it's 22, or sorry, 20 on the card, which I think is interesting because 2020, that's why I got tongue-tied, 2020 was kind of the, just on the cusp of this beginning of this eclipse series, okay? So, we are still wrapping up everything from the past two to three years since 2020. We are still processing 2020. Even though it's 2023, we're still processing the past few years. And with that, there might be a lot of judgment that comes about. Judgment of others and their choices, judgment of our own choices, judgment of how we behaved over the past few years, judgment around the expectations that we didn't meet. Lots of judgments can come up right now. We also tend to go through a lot of judgments around the first of the year because we reflect back on what we did not achieve for some reason because the ego likes to be a victim, okay? So if you are feeling that energy, if you're feeling a little judgment right now on yourself, most of all, you've gotta give yourself grace. This is that medicine we talked about with Eshlesha Nakshatra. Loving the previous versions of yourself for who they are, who they were, and what they knew, and being grateful for the person that you are now, no longer that dummy dumb making the dummy dumb decisions that you're judging, right? Good gosh, I have made some dummy dumb decisions in my life. I have... I have done some things in my younger years that I am still not bold enough to talk about out loud. As much as I share with y'all about my life and everything else, as transparent as I am, there are still a few things that I'm a little embarrassed about. So embarrassed that I can't, I can't get them out yet. Maybe it'll come once I get into my 40s. I don't know. I'm not there yet. But point being is we all have those moments where we didn't know. We didn't know any better, we weren't educated, we weren't mature enough, we didn't have the right support system, you know, whatever it may be, it was our programming, whatever it may be. But in the future, we come up and we go, that was a different version of ourselves. I am not that person anymore, and that's okay. That person made that decision, I learned from it, I won't make it again, I won't be that person anymore. Let's think about the snake. It sheds its skin as it grows, okay? We humans wear different skins throughout our lifetime, different masks, different costumes, different ways we express ourselves. okay? So let that skin that you once wore, it was shed, let it be shed for good. 
don't let it continue to be attached to you now because it can't be. It's not who you are anymore. This is really how you heal. When you learn to let go of judgments on yourself, you heal. And even these things that I don't want to talk about out loud, the behaviors that I've that I've emitted as a very immature, um, blissfully ignorant person, you know, I still don't judge myself for those things anymore. I go, you know what, that was a different version of myself. I'm not that person anymore is what it is, right? But I still worry a little bit about the judgment of others because I'm human and I'm working through it. <laughs> and also, I'm a Libra, which is the sign of the judge, so I always think people are judging me. And it's just the way it is, so... It's my journey. Okay, so that is our tarot reading tonight. If you have any questions, please let me know. Please put it in the comments. If you have anything else about that lion's breath, Ashlesha Nakshatra, Shiva Ratri, Leo energy, Aquarius season, any of it, put it in there now. I've mentioned a couple of times tonight that this is a very auspicious moon. It's a lucky moon. It's a fortunate moon. And part of that is because of this extra solar energy. But also there is this aspect of Jupiter playing in right now too. So this is always the luckiest moon of the year, the full moon in Leo. But right now we are extra, extra lucky because we have Jupiter squaring up with this moon and the sun, it's like a perfect T-square between the sun and the moon right now. And Jupiter is the planet of luck, fortune, abundance, joy, growth. And it's telling us to embrace our fun factor, to start living our life out of joy, to grow into a life of joy, and to grow into a version of ourselves that can be happier about everything past present and future. So embrace the Jupiter energy. It's really positive. They're the cosmic cheerleader of the Zodiac, that Jupiter energy. So we want to make sure that we are embracing that to really stay positive, right? To stay positive towards our goals, to believe in our dreams, to believe that we can actually get there even if we failed before, to believe that we're in a different energy now, we're in a different version of ourselves now, and we're always able to be open to those possibilities, right? Let yourself be open to possibilities underneath this moon. Okay, loves, I have a few quick announcements just real quick before we sign off. The first one, I am still leading my 28-day free manifestation journey online. We manifest with this lunar cycle of Aquarius. We are halfway through. It is not too late to join in. If you go to venalinnae.com slash 28 days, the number 28 days, you will find that sign up, you sign up, you will get my emails, you can go back and review all 16 videos that I have already placed on the webpage, and then you can continue to tune in throughout the rest of this lunar cycle. Like I said, it's all completely free, you just have to go sign up, it's venalinnae.com slash free two eight days, as in 28 days. Announcement number two, Conscious Creatress, my signature online manifestation program, is open for enrollment. Now, early bird pricing ended just a few days ago, but I still have enrollment open through February 24th. I will not open enrollment again until 
Leo season, so six months from now. So if you want to get in now, you want to take advantage now. Now I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This is the secret. This is what you get for staying to the end of this transmission. You can still get early bird pricing even though it already expired. Here's how you do it. You sign up for my free 28-day journey that I just mentioned because everybody that has signed up for that journey, everybody that is currently tuning into that journey for free has extended early bird pricing opportunity on Conscious Creatress until February 24th. And it is the only way that you can get that savings, okay? You have to sign up for my free journey, then you get on the exclusive list, the exclusive link to sign up to Conscious Creatress with early bird pricing, okay? Other thing, if you sign up for the free journey, you get extra bonuses with Conscious Creatress enrollment. So if you enroll for Conscious Creatress, you're already enrolled in that 28-day free journey, you get some extra special bonuses. One-on-one -on -one private sessions with me, either one or two, depending how you enroll. And this doesn't matter. However else you pick an option to enroll, you're still gonna get that private one-on-one -on -one with me, either you know here online or on the phone or in person or whatever you need. Also, I know I'm blabbing, stick with me here. Also, with the free 28-day journey, okay, if you sign up with that, not only do you get an extended window for early bird pricing on Conscious Creatress, you get an extended enrollment window. So enrollment is going to close for everybody else on February 24, 24th, you get an extra month. You get an extra lunar cycle to make the decision. You won't get early bird pricing, but you'll still get bonuses. You'll still get the chance to get the one-on-one -on -one sessions with me and you'll be able to enroll um, for a longer window of time. So longer time to make decision if you need to. Okay, announcement three is our next lunar circle. Our next new moon circle will be on February 20th. It's a Monday. It's President's Day. It's going to be at 7.30 in the evening, Central Time, here on Instagram. So we will be talking about the new moon in Pisces. At that point, we will be two days into Pisces season. We'll no longer be in this Aquarius Leo influence. Energy will totally shift. We're going to move from fire and air into water and earth, which I just mentioned. So we want to be moving forward now. Move forward now before we get into that season in a couple of weeks, okay? So those are my announcements. Go sign up for that journey, venalinae.com slash free 28 days. If you want to sign up for Conscious Creators or just read more about it, venalinae.com slash CC. And if you want to tune into my next Moon Circle, I will see you on Monday, February 20th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on the Venalinae Instagram page. That is what I have for you tonight, love. Sending you all the hearts back for all of you that are showering all those hearts on to the transmission. Love you all. Thank you for being here tonight with me. I hope you feel fired up in all the ways that are healthy for you tonight. Maybe do a little extra lion's breath if you need to get an extra fire going. Stoke that fire a little bit. Otherwise, I will see you next time. I'll see you on that new moon in Pisces. Until then... DM me, reach out to me in person, wherever you see me, I'll see you. Sending lots of love. 
we are going to end this circle, releasing our guides and guardians, just a little prayer, and then we'll take a few deep breaths. Deep breath in to join me if you would like. Getting a little foot cramp, sorry. <laughs> We're gonna start by releasing the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the ether, the, the cosmic sources, the cosmic consciousness, archangels, angels, deities, protectors, Whatever needs to be here beyond our planetary realm, we thank you for being here tonight. We thank you for your wisdom and your messages. It has been received, and we send you peace as you leave our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the north with the element of earth for being in our circle tonight. The energy of our ancestors nudging us in the right direction for positive growth and change. We're thankful for the earth elements brought into our circle tonight. All of this earthly magic supporting us here. We thank you for the earth energy that grounds us tonight during this heightened prana of this full moon. We send the guides and guardians of the north peace as they leave our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, bringing in a sense of presence to our circle, pausing halfway through this lunar journey, analyzing how we feel, the feelings, the emotions, also the water, helping us to alchemize the way it affects us, our memories, our traumas no longer attaching to us in the same way. We let it all flow down the river of time and no longer identify with it anymore. We also embrace the water as purification, cleansing us in any way we need halfway through this lunar cycle. And we send the guides and guardians of the West peace as they leave our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, this fiery, extra fiery, spicy full moon in Leo. We know that the fires are used in a healthy way to help transform us, to help push us, to help us get rid of what no longer serves. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South and send them peace as they leave our circle tonight. We also thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, helping to bring in deep breaths to vibrate our throat chakra, helping us to move out what is stuck in the heart so that everything flows with more ease. We invite in the airs and winds of change and purification. And we thank the guides and guardians of the East and send them peace as they leave our circle tonight. With that, may we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all feel safe and no peace. May we all feel loved, be loved, and love one another. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Namaste. And blessed be. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one -on -one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.